So today is Uposata. So if you have this paper, pull it out and we celebrate the unnatureness of the moon. Mm-hmm. The impermanence nature of the moon. Today's celebrations. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato Dhamam sanam gachami Sangam sanam gachami Dutiyampi bodham sanam gachami Dutiyampi dhamam sanam gachami Dutiyampi sangam sanam gachami Tatiampi Bodam Salam Gachami Tatiampi Damam Salam Gachami Tatiampi Gachami Panati Pata Veramani Sikapada Madiami Adina Dana Veramani Ikapadam samadhyami Abrahmacharya Veramani Sikapadam samadhyami Musavada Veramani Sikapadam samadhyami Sura Miraya Majyapamadatana Veramani Sikapadam Samadhyami Vikala Bhojana Veramani Sikapadam Samadhyami Nachagita Radita Isukadasana Malaganda Virepana Dharana Mandana Vibhusanatana Veramani Sikapadam samadhyami Uchasayana Masayana Veramani Sikapadam samadhyami Idame Sira Magapala Pacheyohotu Sadhu 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 A few questions here uh, before we can do our sitting meditation. So, some of them are leftovers from Joseph. Why isn't gratitude a Brahma Viharas? The answer is simple why not? Hmm? 
Okay, uh, so it's more accessible to me hmm, than Meta, Karuna, Modita, or Upeka. So actually, when you look at the antidote of these teachings, like what's Meta is an antidote to aversion, anger, ill will. Instead of ill will, then you have goodwill. Hmm? Karuna, cruelty, another form of aversion. Mudita is antidote to envy and jealous, another form of aversion. Upeka is also antidote to aversion and attachment. So look at gratitude. What's the opposite of gratitude? Is ingratitude. So if you are not grateful, then you have aversion. So Buddha knows why he didn't put there, but that's my version. That just does the same thing, you know. And the Buddha gave this teaching in different forms. You know, sometime in the Sutta he talked about there are two kinds of people who are very difficult to find. One who's generous and one who's grateful. So then there's a 38 blessing in Mangala Sutta where the Buddha talks about gratitude as a blessing. So if this is your vehicle, don't worry whether the Buddha included it in Brahma Viharas or not. Mm -hmm. Just practice. It's just like going to Uganda. <laughs> you go to Uganda, you can take a ship, you can take a bicycle, you can walk, you can take a American Express, uh, you can take a, uh, anything. So long as you are in a temple in Uganda, I'm not going to care <laughs> how you came to Uganda. So just keep going, and then you get enlightened through gratitude, don't worry about which road you took. For most part, I go to teach at Cambridge Inside. It's amazing, always my driver is taking me. Sometimes they go this way. Sometimes they go this way. I say, what? Which shorter? He <laughs> say, oh, this one, he hit the highway and it's good. It goes village, Worcesters and all things, New England village. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I'm in Cambridge, I'm giving a talk. It doesn't matter, really, actually. <laughs> keep going, my advice, keep going. Don't worry about, don't worry about the, cap, the package. If you go somewhere, if you go in a Honda, a Jeep, what? Keep going. Keep going, keep going. Uh, okay, how this is Joseph's uh, question, but anyway, I, let me attempt to answer it. How do I discern the difference between wisdom and thought? Sometimes with the simple things, it's easy to, to it's easy like, oh, I'm angry. But with the bigger pains, all life decisions, it's hard to know what's true. There's a difference, actually, between wisdom and thoughts. 
thought you can think about bante you can think about food you can think just about anything under the earth you know uh, so thought just come and Mm-hmm. based on six senses then the seeing then you think about your what you saw there's uh thinking about what you're thinking about so you can think without wisdom <laughs> just thoughts without wisdom the pali words are different the pali word for thoughts is vitaka and wisdom panya Panya, nya the word nya there means knowing, and pa is an intensifier uh, which in details. So knowing in details. So uh, wisdom is goes beyond our thoughts. We can apply thought wisdom to our thoughts. Proud to help you understand more about wisdom. is i don't know i wrote somewhere psychology how they define wisdom in four areas uh characteristics penetrating things according to their intrinsic in nature its function is to eliminate the objective field like a lamp so that's why in fact we we light candles here Uh, to symbolize wisdom it dispels darkness and brings light that's a function of wisdom the more uh, you apply wisdom the more you see things in details the more you see things clearly and things are not obscured manifestation of wisdom is non bewilderment so not being confused so you know things in detail now you're not confused its proximate cause is wise attention we don't find that in a thought we don't find <laughs> penetrating things according to your intrinsic nature you're just thinking probably also animal think you know that they not be wise maybe uh, everybody whether you're a meditator or not we all think but to have wisdom is something different and uh, of course wisdom is using in an ordinary sense uh, uh, it's a regular common word but uh, in a buddhist terminology we take it seriously we take it in a very technical form whereby we need to cultivate it and the uh, continuous mindfulness then that will lead to concentration and uh, the buddha said a concentrated mind see things as they really are or are really become so yatabutanya uh, dasana so it's really very technical in buddhism the word wisdom so it's not my friend it's not the same as thoughts thoughts just come through our six senses just pop up yeah. sometimes they point to wisdom sometimes they don't have wisdom they just thoughts just popping up I don't know Joseph what they would do but uh, what we would do but I think let me let me see uh I tried my best if okay I'm hungry I thought it's easy <laughs> I think if if Joseph answer this question we we'll give him we'll give you his fine kind of mantra the thought of your mother is not your mother <laughs> I learned from this from him the thought of your mother is not your mother so there's a difference there
but with bigger pains or life decisions, it's hard to know the truth. Well, uh, there's a template the Buddha gave actually to know the truth in uh, life decisions. He said that there are four ways of making decisions. To those who are making what to, decision makers, I think this is very interesting for you. He said this, there is a four ways of going wrong, and there are four, four ways of going right. He talked about if you're making decisions based on greed, hatred, delusion, and fear, maybe you are going on the other side. Maybe. <laughs> now, on the other side, if you make decisions, life decisions based on generosity, loving kindness, compassion, wisdom, and courage, then your decisions are in the right direction. But of course, you must be an enlightened being to make decisions like that, you know, which are really meticulously clean and you divide them like this. Nevertheless, we have a template to work with. Whenever you're making life decisions, make sure that you have a template to check with. What degree of fear is there? What degree of confusion there? What degree of uh, attachment is there in my decisions? And for me, I use it actually to make decisions in my life. I just look at how much is it. I'm just making decisions uh, like jumbled and all confusion and all that. So for most part, I found out that it helps me. It helps me. Another interesting question. Dear Joseph, uh, could you please say a bit more about how to practice when the hindrances are absent? So far, when I, it happens, not all that often, I note that they are absent. Enjoy it. <laughs> this business of enjoying, I don't know. This is not part of the question. <laughs> it's just the question is, I note that, I note that then uh, I note that they're absent, enjoy it, and I try not to get attached. Wondering what you suggest. I think Joseph would suggest the same thing. Don't get attached with your enjoyment. Hmm? Because you say you enjoy it and try not. But I would say, uh, you say, and try not. Just don't. Hmm? <laughs> Why are you trying? Trying always trying a bit of this, trying a little bit of this. No, straight away. Hmm? Don't cling. Simple. No, not try to cling. I think the person who asks Joseph this question is very resourceful. Yes, you are really doing the right thing. The only thing I'm having issues about, try not. Why are you trying? <laughs> Just don't. don't. Very simple, very plain. <laughs> if you linger around, <laughs> the problem with lingering around these things is it's a slippery road, you know? It's like a trying ice cream. It's not doing well, the testing very well. Let me try a little bit of this. No, no, no. With the mental states, just Manjoshi's sword, you know, cut wisdom. Cut it. Actually, that's a function of wisdom, is to cut the defilement. That's a function of wisdom. 
bring wisdom to it. Actually, the absence of my, uh, my hindrances reveals a lot of many things that can arise. Actually, don't take it simply. When the, uh, the, you've been sailing through all these hindrances and all, this, and all of a sudden, ah, wow, this had work. And now what's so interesting is to really look at uh, what other states that are uh, states of mind that arise after that. This gladness is going to kick in, then joy, calmness, then happiness and concentration. Ah, it works. The Buddha's teaching works. Finally, I got it. I remember I was in Burma. I hit this area of calmness. I went to my teacher. What can I do with this calmness? And he just said, not it. Not it. The beautiful practice in Burma, the, the teachers who always whatever you not, whether it was a hindrance, whether it was joy of the absence of hindrance, they would just keep quiet. And they just said, did you not it? <laughs> <laughs> so, they wanted to see how much equanimity do you have, whether you are selling through hatred or when joy is arising. Either way, not it. That's it. Okay, the last question is, uh, when a hindrance arises in the mind and is noted, should, should one apply skillful means to establish a more wholesome state of, wholesome state of mind or simply observe the hindrance until it passes away on its own, uh, as all things do. Well, the thing that once uh, the hindrance have gone, the uh, hindrance arises and is noted, should I apply skillful means a way? Just simply observe the hindrance. In, uh, there's a, a template to work with the hindrances when it's present, when it's absent, then the condition leading to the rising of the hindrance, and the condition for the removal and for non-arising in the future, um, in permanent nature, and uh, all this. You have a, a lot of things to work with. Don't worry, just simply observe. But I would say, uh, not simply observe. Be mindful. And uh, for me, I like the word that my teacher gave me. It's called pay mindfulness attention. Pay mindfulness attention to understand the hindrance. Just simply observing when a hindrance is there, uh, it might bring some kind of complacence. So, but paying mindfulness effort, there's that mindfulness and there is understanding. So I think he combined about three factors all at once to really see that you need also some wisdom in it. You need some mindfulness and there's some kind of mental effort. Though not maybe um, uh, what you call active effort, but simply just passive effort. Just observe like that. So I think this question is also personal asked is very uh, resourceful, knows what to do. You just apply a skillful means and establish a more wholesome, a more wholesome state. But this is not a, a project. Don't turn into this a project. That then there's no no hindrance and what's the next project? 
to look for a wholesome state of mind. Naturally, when the mind is free from the hindrances, the other mind states which are wholesome arise organically, like joy, like gladness and all that. So see how something that can arise naturally, other than trying to grasping for another mind state, another mind state. Yeah, so settle back in the present moment and relax and see what ha- comes up, you know, when this, uh, uh, when the hindrance is subsiding. I think Joseph maybe would do much better job, but this is for me. That's what I can offer for you. Thank you very much for these beautiful questions. Let us uh, sit together.
Thank you for your practice. There's a yogi in Singapore is serve me food. And when he give me food, he said, Bante, don't enjoy it. I said, no, I'm, enjoy, I'm going to enjoy it with mindfulness and without attachment. And every time I go there, Bante, this, this is your food, but don't enjoy <laughs> So I wish you a beautiful, kindful, mindful day and enjoy it without attachment. <laughs> it's a kind of riddle in life, and people are going to come up with the question, but how can I enjoy it without attachment? That's what you'll find out. <laughs> Thank you very much for a beautiful practice.